0: Amen All day. <speaking in the language> Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate
1: vasudevaya Om namo as it is Translation Commentary by Srila Prabhupada. Surrender unto Me Study Guide by Boy John And we actually did do the first text of uh, the second chapter, but I think we should just do it again because it's all in the same section. So we'll go around again. Let's see. It's only ten verses, so why don't we chant the Sanskrit and English together first? So get your As It Is out. Do um, we try doing it together? Did we, how do we do it? Do we syn- synchronize? We did it together, but it was just translation, not the... Okay. Yeah, there's only 10 verses in this section, so let's... Because next the homework is text 11 through 30, so that's double this. So let's do a nice short section together. Let's try doing it together. Um, Ready?
0: One, two, three. Sanjaya Vacha tam tata tam-tata-kripaya-vīṣṭam asupurna-kulekshanam pashidantam vidambhākyam madhusudana Sanjaya said, Seeing Arjuna full of compassion, his mind depressed, his eyes full
1: of tears,
0: Manasurna Krishna spoke the following words. Sri Bhagavan Vatshava
1: Kutas-tvah-dashmanam Vishayam akirti dharnam The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you?
0: They are not all befitting a man who knows the value of life. They lead not to higher planets, but to infinity. Text number three. Klaivya smagama parta naitatvai yubha panyate kshudram
1: vridyadarvaryam chakko O son of Krita, do not you yield to, to this degrading impotence. It does, it does not become you. you. Give up such petty weakness of heart and arise, and and arise O chastiser of the enemy. Four.
0: VARJUNA UVACHA KATHAM BISHMAM MAHAM SANKYE JRAVNAM
2: YAM BA VASUDANAM ISHUKHIN RATI
1: Arjuna said, O oh, killer of enemies, O oh, killer of one, how can I counterattack with arrows of battle men like Bhishma and Drona who are worthy of my worship? Five. Oh, now this is a uh, longer meter. Um, let's see, it goes back. Yeah, for the next six, seven, I know. Well, let me just... Yeah, seven, eight... Yeah, we're gonna do all, all the way through texts text six, seven, and eight. They're all
0: da 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 like that. Guru Nanak Sahib, Mahan Baba, Shreya Bhaktam, by Shambhiji Hologe, Adh Bart
1: it would be better to live in this world by begging than to live at the cost of the lives of great souls who are my teachers. Even though desiring worldly gain, they are superiors.
3: If they are killed,
1: everything we enjoy will be tainted with blood. <coughs> Six. Nor do we know which is better,
0: conquering them or being conquered by them.
1: If we kill the sons of Judderashstra, we should not care to live. Yet they are now standing before us on the battlefield. So,
0: Karpanya dosho pahatas babhava, Krisha mitvang dharmasamudacheta. Yet chayatsya nis chitang ruhitan me, shishas dehang shadimang pang karpanya. Now I am
1: confused about my duty and have lost all composure because of miserly weakness. In this condition, I am asking you to tell me for certain what is best for me. Now I am your disciple and a soul surrendered unto you. Please instruct me. 8. Nadi
0: prapasyam evamapaludyam yachokam utchoshanam indriyanam vahapyabhuma vasappadam ritham rājyāṁ sarāṁ apiccādhi I can find no means to drive away this grief,
1: which is drying up my senses. I will not be able to dispel it, even if I win a prosperous, unrivaled kingdom on earth with sovereignty like the demigods in heaven. Now we go back to the regular, it's called eight syllable,
0: half-line eva muktva-vrishikesam, kudakesha-parantavah, krensya-hishya-vrindam, tushni <coughs> Sanjaya said, <coughs> Having spoken thus, Arjuna chastised <coughs> her enemies, told so Krishna, Krishna. Govinda, I shall <coughs> not fight, and fell <coughs>
1: silent. Tenth. Oh, descendant of Bharat! at that time Krishna, smiling in the midst of both the armies, spoke the following words to the grief-stricken Arjuna. So that sets the stage for the next section, which is...
0: Jnana Yoga, it's
1: the knowledge of matter and spirit included in bhakti. So now we're going to go back to the study guide. Content summarized. Chapter 2. And let's start with Jnana Kaili. Want to read? I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. Want to start? We'll go around. Starting with what?
4: Uh,
1: Text 1. Sanjaya said,
4: seeing Arjuna full of compassion, his mind depressed, his eyes full of tears, Madhusudana Krishna spoke the following words. By calling Krishna and Madhusudana, Sanjaya informed Sarashtra that Arjuna's doubt will now be killed by the killer of the motivation. As Srila Prabhupada explains, the word Madhusudana is significant in this verse. When Krishna killed the demon Madhu, and now Arjuna wanted Krishna to kill the demon of misunderstanding that had overtaken him in the discharge of his duty. Dhritarashtra was happy to hear Arjuna's mood of renunciation. Now his sons could be victorious. Sanjaya's words, however, will dispel <laughs> Dhritarashtra's
1: <laughs> happiness. Yeah. yeah, Dhritarashtra. Oh, good. Arjuna's sad. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Um let mm. yeah. yeah, so Sanjaya is giving a hint. By calling Krishna Sudana. It's interesting, doubts are doubts are compared to demons. I mean doubt is actually a sign of intelligence too. But when the doubt um persists even in the in the face of good knowledge, you know, s- solid knowledge, then it's it's a kind of it's a demon. There's even an f- expression in the Bible? Doubt thy name is bondage. You had a question?
2: Yeah. I I, I listen to the Wisdom of the Sages podcast a lot. And um, all a lot the of times they say I was just wondering if there's a scriptural like if you can find this room. They say like it said that like in the in the Satya Yuga, that the demons and the devas they live on different planets, and then you know, the as the Yuga move, they're on the same planet. Then in the Kali Yuga, that the demons and the
1: devas live in the same person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is something you hear all the time in Christian consciousness. I've never seen it. I see it, but thing, I don't know. If I've but I, I mean, I can't imagine. It's just anyway. Maybe it is made up, but until I see, hear, Prabhupada say it, <laughs> or see it in scripture. I mean, I repeated it too, because it's it's kind of uh, it's sort of it, it, we experience it as far as you know being conflicted in our own consciousness. Now, whether that sequence holds, <coughs> yeah, uh, the demons and devotees are on different planets. They're on the same planet, and what's the other one? The same family and the same family. Same family. And the same person. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't have a reference for you. I'm waiting to I'm waiting to find it myself.
3: <laughs> well, in some of the context with in some of the context with like uh, the Milk Ocean and then for the Satyuga, then the Treta Yuga is like uh, the Ramayan. So Ravan and Rama share the same plan, this is like one of the first times like divine and like, demonic things encounter. each other.
1: You're, so you're inferring that though. You're not referring to a verse or a I want to hear it from Prabhupada or I want to see it in the in the texts. <clears throat> Until then, I'll take it with a grain of Himalayan salt.
4: Or, you could look at the amount of mental illness and schizophrenia as indicative of, um,
1: you know… Uh, no, that's what I mean. It, it tallies with our experience, as far as the last one, you know, the, they, the demon and the devotee live in the same body. I just want to see the sequence in okay. Shastra. <laughs> okay.
4: Maharaj. he have a. Well, I had written him. This reminds me of a conversation we had many years ago when I first met him, and he came up with a verse that no one
1: else knew. Okay, so him being a Shastra wallah, he may know. Yeah, that's true.
4: And And then the other one, of course, would be Vaisheshika, and after that, I inferred John, and and nobody else knows then you
1: can give it up. Well, I actually haven't searched the VedaBase for it, so maybe I'm sure I'll find it in the VedaBase. but usually you find it in Vyasa Puja offerings where the devotee's just repeating it. Oh, Prabhupada, you said books are the basis, and he never said all that stuff. Utility is a principle, preaching. Prabhupada heard it and he said, hmm. He, He thought it
2: was
1: good, but he didn't actually. Say it. He preaching did, is the essence. Prabhupada never said that. No. he never said. But it, certainly he said it so many times in other ways. But he never said those four things. Books are the basis. Utility is the principle. Purity is the four. Preaching is the essence. That didn't come from Prabhupada. But we, we repeat it as though it did. And that's just... And it, that's a harmless one. Because Prabhupada heard it. Somebody... I think somebody was presenting it to Prabhupada that it came from the Buddhist tradition. And Prabhupada was one of those... Hmm, like, like he liked it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. So, uh, yeah, so this discourse is going back to Sanjaya. And uh, just like at the beginning of the first chapter, no, oh, the first was Dhritarashtra. And, uh, yeah, anyway, Dhritarashtra's happiness is short-lived because immediately... Krishna's going to start driving away the doubts, although we're going to see some pushback from Arjuna. Arjuna doesn't surrender until text 7. In text 6, he gives the final reason why he shouldn't fight. Um, But anyway, Krishna's there, so uh, there's no way Arjuna's going to remain depressed and incapable. Okay, so text any more about that?
5: Okay, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you? They are not at all befitting a man who knows the value of life. They lead not to higher planets, but to infamy. Mm. Krishna tells Arjuna that his many good arguments are anarya-justa, not befitting an aryan. Arjuna's impurities will not lead him to svarapaloka, asvargyam, and will only cause him infamy, karam. In other words, Arjuna will become infamous in the present and then at death will not be awarded residence in the higher planets. Therefore, Krishna does not approve of Arjuna's compassion.
1: Shakespeare said, cowards die many times before their death. What character said that? That's yes, famous line. Cowards die many times. I think it was... Death. I forget. Yeah. Um, so here we got this word Aryan. And we only know it in the West. So Connected with what? Hitler? Yeah. Hitler, the Germans were the first Western scholars of the Vedas. <laughs> they were good. Fra- what is um, 1870s. What's the guy's name? Famous German Sanskritist. France. You know? Started with an F. Anyway. So, uh, And, yeah, that was right after Darwin, too. So, Darwin started it, you know, with this idea of we come from, we evolve, that there's an evolution, a material evolution. And there is a material evolution, actually, when we come to... Earlier in the third canon, did we read this already? How species evolve, not evolve, but are manifest by the Prajapanis...
2: I don't think maybe we're we did talk about like how it was the water and like the fish and then the birds yeah yeah maybe we talked about it okay yeah
1: actually there's more about this in the Padma Purana that's right it's really spelled out in the Padma Purana I don't
2: remember any verses
1: Hmm?
6: I remember mentioned I don't remember yeah
1: there's not it's not actually it's so Padma Purana according to Srila Prabhupada, Darwin took his stuff from the Padma Purana sorry what's going on Oh, we got to use the A.C. now? Okay. There we go. So, uh, Voyage of the Beagle, Origin of Species, 1859, Charles Darwin, and then, you know, what's his, I forget the German scholar's name, in the 1870s. He was uh, translating a lot of Vedic literature into German. And so, Hitler really like this and so they combined the two they combined Darwin's theory of evolution of material evolution with this idea of an Aryan race appearing in the Vedic literature and he was saying the Aryan race was a certain kind of genotype a certain kind of uh, material stock so it
3: was you know the Germans and the Scandinavians <laughs> the blonde hair blue eyed Yeah, some of it stems from the fact that uh, Hitler was a big fan of the work of Blavatsky, Helena Blavatsky, Blavatsky. the Russian occultist, and so he would like sleep with her book on his, uh, in his, in his, what was the name of her book? The Secret Doctrine, Uh it's a lot of plagiarized and a lot of doctored uh, information from Tibetan Buddhist monks and other Uh New Age ascended masters, so it's been delegitimized, Mm -hmm. but the racial Arnim myths were essentially. Yes. He even took the swastika.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he inverted the swastika, which is, I don't even know if he was inverting it, but he just, he inverted the philosophy from spirit to matter, and then he inverted the symbol. So, these things are going on so yeah so we heard we, it's in the Gita an Arya you're not you're not behaving like somebody who knows the progressive values of life um, what is the what is he saying how these impurities come upon they're not all befitting a man who knows the value of life they lead not to higher planets but to infamy why because even those those arguments as good as they sounded they were all based on the I- predicate in the idea that life comes from matter, that we are this body. <laughs> so everything articulated based on that is ignorance. Okay,
3: so um, any more questions yeah. about that? Yeah? Uh, some some <clears throat> clarification about like what people think is the swastika, just because it's shaped the same way as what we use, but he actually uses this thing called like, the a hook cross, and there's like a German word for it, hook decroy or something, or something like that.
1: I just know it's inverted. Those, those lines are, they're not, that's not the, that's not the swastika.
3: That's, they, go, they go both ways in Vedic literature, and also, all right, okay. but there's like difference from the old world, they used to use that symbol in all sorts of cultures. Okay, well that's, like there's, Jews, there's a remnant in a Vedic, Vedic culture,
1: because, uh, yeah, it's astikyam, the sva-astikyam. That's a, that's, a, that's from the Gita. Uh, if you look at 1842, qualities of a Brahman, <clears throat> you'll see the word astikyam. And sva means one's own. So 1842, qualities of a Brahman. Uh, yeah, there it is. So, Elijah, you want to read that? Oh, no, no, no. The Sanskrit, 1842. Okay. What's
3: we'll that? Again? Shamo Damas. Um, Shamo Damas Tapa Shokshan. Uh, Shantir. Shokshan? Shantir. <clears throat> oh, Shantir Arjavan Arja Evichar. Janam Vij Vijnam Karma, So Astikyam, if you look in the word for word,
1: religiousness.
3: So it's a it's a sacred symbol,
1: it's a spiritual symbol, a religious symbol. I don't know there must be more about it exactly what it's signifying, but it's it's an aus- sign of auspiciousness. But today if you see it's fashion, it's like the devil, right? It's Hitler and it's evil and it's fanatic and, so just see how how the yoga twist things. <coughs> okay, so text where were we? Did you? A Yamaha? Okay, number three.
2: O son of Purtha, do not yield to this degrading impotence. It does not become of you. Give up such petty weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of the enemy. Krishna immediately decries our unit decision with the word play Impotence Krachestriyas are by nature proud and 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 virile By accusing Arjuna of impotence and weakness, Krishna slaps him Simultaneously, Krishna reminds Arjuna of his great heritage by addressing him as Partha Arjuna is the son of Lord Indra, who is a great warrior and the king of the heavenly planets Krishna wants to know how someone with such high birth could act more like a uh, bandhu, simply a member of a Chachri family than an actual Chachriya Philip Prabhupada says if the son of a chaturya declines to fight, he is a chaturya in name only. Krishna has not accepted Arjuna's numerous arguments. Shudham means low class and petty. Krishna directs the in, uh, insult at Arjuna to challenge him and stir his chaturya blood. Arjuna responds in the next verse and tries to disprove Krishna's analysis.
1: Yeah. So just like this morning we mentioned Kunti. So Arjuna is the son of Kunti and who? Indra. Yeah. So that's, I mean, Indra's uh you know, the king of heaven, high stock there. So, uh, let's see, what is he saying? Um, yeah, yeah, you're better than this. Parantapa, yeah, come on, you're the chastiser of the enemy. And you, you're behaving like a weakling here. Yeah, so he's trying to get his, reach in that way. <laughs> By... Uh, calling out cowardice so but now you'll see Arjuna is still pushing back with his arguments do you have any questions?
6: Arjuna makes arguments on like the bodily platform Mm
4: -hmm.
6: but then it appears that Krishna kind of does the same thing oh son
0: of Arjuna
1: is yeah because that's where Arjuna is at yeah. So, even on that level, he's trying to go to. <laughs> and he's, you're going to hear it more in, in the next section. He does this again. Yeah, so the, that's sort of the art of preaching. You go right where your audience is yeah, and you reach them there. And then you read, lead them to a higher platform. So, yeah. Good catching that. That's good. So now is pushing back and Anna's going to read. Um.
5: 4. Arjuna said, O killer of enemies, O killer of Madhu, how can I counterattack with arrows and battle men like Ishma and Drona who are worthy as my worship? Arjuna wants Krishna to know that his decision not to fight is due to strong heartedness, not weak heartedness. As Srila Prabhupada mentions, offering even a verbal argument to one superior transgresses Vedic etiquette, what to speak of fighting and killing them. According to Srila Vishwanath the Trikavarti Thakur, by addressing Krishna as Madhusudana and Arisudana, Arjuna calls attention to the fact that Krishna is the killer of his enemies, not of his guru and grandfather. Arjuna would prefer to offer flowers at the feet of Drona and Vishnu, not arrows. But how would Arjuna maintain himself if he were to give up his duty as a warrior and not
1: fight? <laughs> so this is this war of names, right? Krishna's <laughs> calling Arjuna, come on, you're the son of, you're, the, you're Parantapa. And Arjuna's saying, well yeah, but you're Madhusudana, you're Arisudana. Not Bhishmasutana, not Sudana, What's going on here? So uh, they're going back and forth, and this back and forth between friends is going to is setting up uh, the, the next few verses because it's very interesting what the Acharyas say uh, in a few verses about their and their discourse. So, yeah.
3: Who is it? How are you? Arisudana, Arisudana.
1: Well, no, Ari just means enemy. It's oh. a general term. A killer of enemies. Yeah, but Bhishma and Joyner, they're not my my enemies. They they took care of me. They raised us. They're my teachers. How can I? <clears throat> Come on. All right. So Lavanga is going to do five. It would, be, it would be better to live in this world by begging than to live at the cost of lives of great
6: souls who are my teachers even though desiring worldly gain. They are superiors. If they are killed, everything we enjoy will be tainted with blood. Again, Shachis do not beg, they rule. Without a kingdom, Arjuna would have nothing to rule. Arjuna is well aware of this, That he prefers the, embarrass- the embarrassment of begging to, s- to the sinful reaction for killing his worshipable superiors. Although his present life would be difficult, his future life would not be stained with the sin of, of, killing, of killing his group. Arjuna strongly justified his position. Arjuna, Arjuna strongly justified his position continues into the next verse to give his fifth and final reason not to fight.
1: Yeah. Do you have a parenthesis there?
6: I uh, referred to in the yeah. comment. To yeah,
1: that's, the, that's his comments where he listed all the reasons. So, again, what's rising to the here. here is Arjuna just being afraid of sinning. He doesn't want to do something sinful. Because he's still in the bodily concept, he's the, he can't get beyond killing his teacher and his grandfather, which sounds perfectly right, but he's uh, not seeing the big picture here. Okay, now here is the existential reason
3: damned if I do, damned if I
1: don't and we're going to have Elijah
3: Nor do we know which is better conquering them or being conquered by them. If we kill the sons of Dhritarashtra we should not care to live yet they are now standing before us on the battlefield (laughs) Arjuna does not know what to do if he does not fight he will have to beg. If he fights and wins he will kill almost all his friends and relatives fighting and losing will mean his death Therefore, he is confused about his duty. Srila Prabhupada writes, in his purport, however, that Arjuna has the qualities necessary to receive knowledge. His mind and senses are controlled, and he is detached, faithful, and tolerant. Perplexed yet eager for enlightenment, Arjuna recites the following verse. Mm. Yeah, so he's pushing back,
1: He's he gives the ultimate reason he doesn't know what to do at all. What to do at all? Have you ever been in a situation like that? <laughs> Have we ever not been in a situation? <laughs> That's the material world. As long as I think I'm the setter, as long as I'm the star of my own nightmare, you know, damned if I do, damned if I don't. The torture chamber. Torture chamber. Yeah. <laughs> did that resonate when I said that this morning
2: yeah that's why I laughed so hard I just thought that was the cleverest thing the body's like a torture chamber well
1: that's born of 73 years of experience <laughs> now when you're younger it's like huh what are you talking about man like I once said this to a guy in Side, Pennsylvania it's this a nice suburb of Pittsburgh nice where the temple was where the university was and we were doing Harinam and then there's a guy who wanted a dialogue with me and I was, so I stepped out of the party for a minute and I said the body is just it's just a, a reservoir of, of uh, miseries That's pretty, I started talking about the threefold miseries and he looked at me and he said yeah but the body's hell while it's well in other words hell meaning good it's, you know <laughs> that was his comeback it's hell while it's well it's damn good you know. I oh man I can't reach this guy you're not <laughs> so unless we see that we can't hear because we're too uh, yeah, determined to enjoy materially okay so yeah he's um, he's thoughtful and he wants enlightenment so now and now this shows that he's sincere too because he's okay I got all these reasons, but I'm not happy, I don't know what to do, okay. That's me, okay, here we go. (laughs) This is good, because I've told the story, did did you ever hear me tell the story of my Arjuna moment? My father in an elevator? (laughs) Okay, let's do the verse first, and the purport, and then I'll tell you my... I had an Arjuna moment, I mean, we all have Arjuna moments, but this was like practically scripted by Father Time. Okay, so famous, this is the most famous verse in this section, easily. And we already recited it, Karpanya. Now I am confused about my duty and have lost all composure because of miserly weakness. In this condition I am asking you to tell me for certain what is best for me. Now I am your disciple and a soul surrendered unto you. So he's he's specifically trying to surrender to Krishna. Please instruct me. Bhorijan comments. And he's going to quote a lot of Prabhupada's purport here, which is good. Arjuna has based his reasons not to fight on compassion, logic, and Shastra. Sounds good, right? Yet the result of his reasoning has been confusion. Therefore Arjuna, to remove his confusion surrenders to his guru, Sri Krishna. Sri the Prabhupada explains that, that on our own we will always become confused despite our best endeavors to solve our problems. So this is how the purport actually starts. By nature's own way, the complete system of material activities is a source of perplexity for everyone in every step. So by nature's own way, it's designed like that. It's designed to confuse At every step, there is perplexity. And therefore, it behooves one, it's in our interest, to approach a bona fide spiritual master who can give one proper guidance for executing the purpose of life. All Vedic literatures advise us to approach a bona fide spiritual master to get free from the perplexities of life, which happen without our desire. They are like a forest fire, very apt today. California, especially. They are like a forest fire that somehow blazes without being set by anyone. Similarly, the world situation is such that perplexities of life automatically appear without our wanting such confusion.
3: No one wants
1: fire, and yet it takes place, and we become perplexed. The Vedic wisdom, therefore, advises that in order to solve the perplexities of life and to understand the science of the solution, one must approach a spiritual master who is in the disciplic succession. A person with a bona fide spiritual master is supposed to know everything. Remember that. We're going to come back to it. One should not, therefore, remain in material perplexities, but should approach a spiritual master. This is the purport of this verse. Okay. So what does that mean? One... uh, See, a person with a bona fide spiritual master is supposed to know everything what is what is the nature of that everything does that mean we become God it says everything so knowing his position as a soul yeah everything everything we need to know <laughs> that we're supposed to know to go to get out of this perplexity and go back to God even the guru. The guru should know everything. Doesn't mean he knows everything like Krishna, but he knows how to get himself and his students out of the mess. Okay, and Gita continues. Because Arjuna surrenders to Krishna in text 7, we naturally expect Krishna to begin his instruction in text instructions in text 8. But he doesn't. He has not yet accepted Arjuna as his student. When Arjuna says... I am perplexed, confused, and I want to surrender to you. Srila Palladevidya Bhushan gives Krishna's reply as follows. So, this is a great example of how Bhurijan study Garanoli shows us the connections between sections of the Gita, between chapters within the sections, between sections within the, each chapter. Also, he shows you what's going on from the previous acharyas, what's going on even sort of between the lines inside the verses. So listen, to, according to Baladeva and Vishwanath, this is what's going on when Arjuna surrenders. Uh, okay, Srila Baladeva Vidyabhushan gives Krishna's reply as follows. So you won't see this in the next verse. But you'll see, it's between these verses, here's what's going on. I don't know if it's telepathy or if they actually <laughs> talked and then this is, the Gita is just a summary of their... <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't say. But uh, according to Baladeva and Vishwanath, uh, Krishna's response to this uh, surrender and please instruct me. And then he says, uh, You know Shastra, this is Krishna to Arjuna, You know Shastra, why don't you use your own logic and reasoning? That's That's how Krishna first of all sort of tests uh, Arjuna. Sri the Vishen Thakur says that Krishna replies, I'm your friend. I'm not in the mood of being your guru. So how can I accept you as my disciple? Because you have a respectful attitude toward Vyasadeva and others, why not go to them? (laughs) He's trying to refer (laughs) refer him to somebody else. Krishna's initial response thus tests Arjuna's determination and Arjuna further expresses his desire to surrender to Krishna in the next verse. So in light of that commentary, the next verse is even more... Dramatic and makes even more sense. It's like Arjuna, No, no, it's got to be you. Okay, Donna Kaylee, number eight. I can find no <coughs>
4: means to drive away this grief, which is drying up my senses. I will not be able to dispel it, even if I win a prosperous, unrivalled kingdom on earth with sovereignty like the demigods of heaven. And
1: before you go, did you have a question or a comment? Yeah, I thought you wanted to tell your elevator story. Oh. You want to hear my elevator story? You no. can tell it after she finishes. Sorry. Okay, just read that little. Here's just a little bit. Again,
4: yeah. Arjuna asks Krishna to enlighten him and dispel his distress. He knows that even a prosperous kingdom or heavenly pleasures will leave him unsatisfied. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was 1960. Hmm. Must have been 65 summer. Yeah, I had dropped out of college for the first time. I dropped out three times. Because I was looking for the truth, and I wasn't finding any UConn. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, my father had, you know, foot the bill, of course, so I could go to university. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I was in an elevator with him. By then, my parents had, they had, they had split the following, b- summer before, I graduated high school and they got divorced. That was like my graduation present. I didn't even care because I was going to college, but all my brothers and sisters, you know, they were left with a broken home. So anyway, um, so I was at his apartment. I was we were in the elevator going up to his apartment, and uh, yeah, to be to be or not to be, and so. You know, he was really disappointed in me because I had dropped out. I, I, I hated it. I, it was just like, oh no, this just like high school. Same old stuff. So uh, So I just, I was, you know, there I was, how old, I was 18 years old. And uh, <laughs> so I looked at my father and I said, Dad, I mean, this is it? This is life? I'm 18 now. You know, I'm all grown up. <laughs> this is life. And so he looked at me like I had, I had had an epiphany, you know, some revelation. So he goes, Yep. <laughs> kind of like, a, he gave me a Gary Cooper. You know, Gary Cooper was a very tight-lipped cowboy. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I looked at him. And I said, well, what do I do? He's like, please instruct me. He was like Arjuna. I was was just like, unfortunately, my father was not in Parampara. (laughs) (laughs) So he looked at me like, what do you do? Well, you just find something to do with yourself for the next 70, 80 years to keep from going crazy. And that was the best he could do and then I realized at that moment that's what he had done because he was a very thoughtful guy but he just made it I could see he must have made a conscious decision I mean all this realization I didn't realize at the time but looking back on it he must have made a conscious decision once he had come of age that because he wrote a lot of stuff you know, he never published stuff, but his poetry and, and essays and... He must have made a conscious decision to pursue sense gratification. And once you make that decision, you're not going to let anything in higher that's going to interfere with that, disturb that, that purpose. So, uh... So, but, but at least... When he said that, because I was still searching, so I, I, I remember thinking, boy... There's got to be more than that. <laughs> to, to, just to find something to do so I don't go crazy, that, that was like a negative. You know, that wasn't like a real... In other words, he, was, he found something to stay intoxicated by, so to speak, so he wouldn't have to think about stuff. So that really, that kind of... Uh, that was good because it made me search, want to search even more. Yes. What did
2: that be like? have always his profession?
1: What was his profession? Yeah. At that time, let's see, most of his life he was the advertising and sales manager for Scholastic magazines, which you Mm -hmm. might have
2: teachers?
1: Yeah, I mean, most, when I say that, most people, oh yeah, I used to get junior Scholastic, senior Scholastic, in school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then later Mm -hmm. they they had Scholastic books and they landed the Harry Potter contract. So they were like, they became huge. So he was a commuter... New Haven Railroad every day you know that kind of thing so he was he was smart but uh, it doesn't matter what your IQ is or how you know together you think you are if you, once you make that decision to just pursue sense gratification you become a plaything of Maya that's all so all that you know that capacity he had was really spoiled
2: yeah. wasn't anything more religious as a kid at all
1: when we were when I was a teenager, he decided because we didn't have any you know spirituality in the home, but <laughs> he announced to us one day um we had because he had six kids that was his license plate Ken Hall six <laughs> uh, uh, my poor sister Judy, you know she had to put up with five brothers right, so she took shelter of mom <laughs> So uh, um, he said, well, "We're going to we're going to start going to church." But it was probably just because that's another thing you add to your resume, right? To be seen as a respectable person in the community, you go to. And he became a Sunday school teacher. And I've told this in Mogotan class how uh, he just did it as a kind of a thing to do, you know. And we all got baptized and confirmed in the Trinity Episcopal Church. And, but it was there was no it was just a it was just a show yeah I mean there's a lot more to it but it's kind of off point here but that was really indicative of the time too yeah I mean
4: there wasn't many more transcendental opportunities to the yes. generation of our parents
1: that's why in 1956 Ginsburg published Howl which was the, yeah. the manifesto of I the, actually heard
4: the read that at the University of Miami
1: oh boy when I was a teenager. that must have been powerful it was what do you call it Howell, 1956, it's called yeah, it Howell. For- I've seen the best minds of my generation. How does it go? Go, yeah, go mad. And the whole idea was that after World War II, America just focused on, on economic development and, you know, gaining the whole world, losing the soul. And so it made us, you know, the offspring of these parents, uh, hanker for something more than, than material materialism. Yeah, it was very indicative. So and so,
4: at least your family had a little bit of higher thinking, in far as, you know, really a writer, lofty, poetic, spoke to you. There are worse situations. Yeah, that's
1: true. I mean, I, I always I thought I had a... You detested that. Yeah. The more I, the more I uh, talk to devotees about their growing up, it's like, okay, I guess it wasn't so bad. <laughs> All right, so, I can find no, no means, yeah, Okay. So, number nine, Michelle.
5: Um, Sanjaya said, having spoken thus, Arjuna, chastiser of enemies, told Krishna, Govinda, I shall not fight,' and fell silent.
1: That's the fruit of his big arguments. He just, mm-hmm. okay, comment.
5: Srila Baladev, Vidya Bhushan, who is that, by the way? <laughs> he
1: is an acharya in our line. He was a shiksha disciple of Vishnu, and he actually gave the Gaudiya Sampradaya its legitimacy, le- legitimacy when he was challenged by a group called the Ramanandis in Jaipur, and they said, "Your Gaudiya Sampradaya is not bona fide. Where's your commentary in Vedanta Sutra? Any bona fide Sampradaya has a commentary in Vedanta Sutra." So Baladev appealed it was Guru Maharaj to um, to write one. No, wait a minute. No, they they were yeah, they were separated. It was Shiksha. Anyway, Baladev didn't know what to do. I think he, he he got some he was maybe a visitation from vishnu but anyway, it was he got some inspiration that he should go to Jaipur where these Ramanandis were based and he should pray to Govindiji, the deity, for some intelligence to write a commentary of Vedanta Sutra. See, because the Godi accept the Bhagavatam, as the natural commentary in the Vedanta Sutra, because it's, it's written by Vyas. but others don't necessarily accept that. They said, no, you've got to have your own commentary, besides Bhagavatam, Vyas. you've got to have your own. So, um, so Baladev, uh, if you look at the beginning of the Gita... The dedication, the Prabhupada dedicates the Gita? Let's see here. Yeah, it's right after the publishing page with the Library of Congress number and all that. See where it says, To Srila Baladev Yeah. What page are you on? Because it's not a page number, it's just it's a, a, a dedication a page. page. It's right opposite. Oh, right, yes. Okay. yes, yes to Srila Baladev Jabushan, who presented so nicely the Govinda-Bhasha commentary on Vedanta philosophy. So what Baladev did, he prayed, and then he says that the Govindaji deity, if you go to Jaipur, it's Radha Govinda, and the Govinda just dictated it. And he was just the scribe. And then when he presented it, it's like everybody's totally blown away. They said, OK, you're bona fide. <laughs> so he said, yeah,
3: do you say they're bona fide if, like, they don't accept Vyasa Dave's commentary? It's like, every Sampradaya is only bona fide if they make up their own thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know enough. It's like, that would be the start of a new Sampradaya anytime anyone wants <laughs> to start making up. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm catching what you're saying, I, I don't think it's intended to make up a new
4: yeah. um epic. It's to comment within the cultural guidelines and, secure, and the within spiritual Siddhanta, guidelines of within, your community. within, this,
1: yeah, within the And
4: that will tax you the same way that we're studying in this class. We have to actualize it within ourselves in order to teach it to somebody else. You just yeah. can't take on information from someone and pretend it's yours.
1: Yeah, I mean that's in essence true. So, but beyond that I don't, I don't know more. I don't know so much about Okay, that, thank you.
5: Okay. Srila Balade Vidya Bhushana comments that Arjuna, by addressing Krishna as Rishikesh, the master of the senses, indicates, because you are the master of my senses, you are going to draw my intelligence into involvement with the fighting. And because you are the knower of the Vedas, you are going to make me understand that this fight is my personal dharma. Srila Prabhupada explains the significance of the word parantapa, Jyudarashtra must have been very glad to understand that Arjuna was not going to fight and was instead leaving the battlefield for the vague profession. But Sanjaya disappointed him again in relating that Arjuna was competent to kill his enemies. Although Arjuna was, for the time being, overwhelmed with grief due to family affection, he surrendered unto Krishna, the supreme spiritual master, as a disciple. Sanjaya next tells Jyudarashtra Krishna's reaction to Arjuna's words.
1: So, yeah, Arjuna is making it clear that he can't go on unless Krishna becomes his guru. And so now we have what's called in Sanskrit a rasa sandhi. A, what? a rasa, rasa? A relationship sandhi, a transition. All right. Oh. Yeah, so it's going to go from, because they're friends, but now it's going to go from friends to guru disciple and so that's why you're going to let's let's see uh, I'll just the in the Sanskrit in the word number text 10 before we read the translation and the comments tamuvacha rishi kesha prahasan eva bharata Bhayor madhye vishidantamidam vachaha O oh, descendant of Bharata this is Sanjaya speaking to Dhritarashtra at that time after Arjuna's begged him and said, no, I have to, you have to help me. At that time, Krishna, smiling in the midst of both the armies, spoke the following words to the grief-stricken Arjuna. So Arjun, Krishna's smiling, it's prahasaniva, it's like smiling. It's not like a big grin, but he's he's satisfied, he's... Arjuna's passed the test. He really he's he's proven that he's sincere. He really wants Krishna to become his guru, even though the acharyas have just said that uh, Krishna said, "Oh, go go to, to Vyas, You know, I'm your friend. I can not be your guru." But Arjuna, but Arjuna, no, you you have to enlighten me. So Krishna's pleased that he's sincere, and but then the smile is going to fade into very great gra- grave expression. Like a guru who is heavy and grave, like that, and so that's in the comments here. So, are you? Is it your turn? So read ten in the comments, and then we're going to have to end. Oh,
2: descending the bar, at that time Krishna, smiling, Mr. Bhootarami um, spoke the following word: "Rishtri Arjuna. Prahasan. Prahasan literally means smiling. Srila Prabhupada explains that Krishna is smiling because his friend has become a disciple. Krishna's smile gradually changes to a grave expression. He will now act as Arjuna's spiritual master. And talks between the spiritual master and disciple are serious. Talks between the spiritual master and the disciple are serious. Therefore, Krishna smiles as his friendly affection gives way to parental affection, which is similar to the relationship between guru and disciple. Assuming the role of guru, Krishna becomes grave because he was teaching not only Arjuna but all humanity. Srila so Prabhupada says, It appears that the talk between the master and the disciple was openly exchanged in the presence of both armies. So that all were benefited. Bhagavad Gita is not intended for any particular person, society, or community, but for all people at all times. So it's
1: the very dramatic run-up to the first the first thing Krishna will say to him. And it's not light. <laughs> so uh, any questions about that?
5: I just have a oh I don't know. How is it that all the armies could hear him?
1: Yeah. That's Because
5: uh, <laughs> I think it said there were hundreds of millions. Yeah, unless they had a megaphone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Unless they all had earphones. They were plugged in on some transcendental guru for a radio. They were Did they
5: pass word a mouth or something? Or is it literally
2: Maybe Krishna is, you
1: know, he can like he can hear. But it may their hearts or something. Well, Prabhupada does say, or Burjana um, says that... Um, he was teaching not only Arjuna, he, he, was, he was getting gray because this was not only going to be for Arjuna, but for everybody. Arjuna being kind of every man. So, yeah, how they
2: were all uh, hearing, I don't know, if that's for. I think it's, well, Krishna knew that, he had Krishna being the knower of everything, knew that Sanjaya was listening. And he knew that the Bhagavad Gita is going to you know become the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, but
1: she's talking literally about all the soldiers because that's what it says here. Uh, it exchanged in the presence of both armies so that all were benevolent. Well, they didn't say they were hearing necessary, necessarily, but they were kind of a, a present at an auspicious occasion. And, uh, and they're all going to be liberated because they're going to die in the presence of God. So. so very dramatic. So please read 11 through 30. I believe that's a
2: section... 12, 13, yeah. yeah, well, I
1: mean, there's so many famous verses. And it goes, it's called jnana. And jnana simply means knowledge. So it's the knowledge aspect of bhakti. This
4: is such an important um, idea right here that you have to have a certain level of qualification before you can hear the <coughs> Um, and so many people come like in our generation of time to Krishna consciousness and I heard someone in the temple that was before you came demanding well I've been doing this for three years and I don't get anything you know and so check your attitude <laughs> well it's also you have to have a certain level of qualification I just think that's so important you just can't demand
1: that's, right. that's the first thing the first item of knowledge in the 13th chapter come on humility admit I don't know I'm not so smart as I think I am and I
4: don't you know or could it be I don't deserve to know yet what do I have to do <laughs> you <laughs> gotta, we, have, up.
1: we have to be humbled to hear that. or else nobody can tell me anything I already know that you <laughs> <laughs> <We> know everything
3: <laughs> if the whole armies were able to hear and they would have accepted Krishna's philosophical conclusions I well they didn't say word, they were well ready they, to hear so no they no, were. Not, yeah if they were if they were I don't mean the hypothetical <laughs> if everyone heard what Krishna was talking about they'd be like yeah we don't want to kill Arjuna either <laughs> or, or uh, yeah you've got a point we're obviously on the wrong side because you've beat us down with philosophy mm-hmm. rather than with fists mm-hmm. so I don't get it Is everyone everyone <laughs> <laughs> isn't as surrendered as soul as Arjuna on the battlefield no yeah they're they
1: Krishna gave him so many chances
3: yeah they, and a lot of the Mahabharata is like Krishna and, well a little bit of him mediating you know he tried peacekeeping.
1: he tried he tried a lot look just give the Pandavas five villages they gotta rule something they gotta be in charge and what did Duryodhana to say? not even the other uh, hill of the pin yep he wasn't he wasn't gonna okay that's it there has to be war that's the last level of persuasion
6: yeah. even saw Yeah.
3: yeah they, and then they try to arrest Krishna. <laughs> and Krishna just got
0: real big. Oh. And it's like... Oh. And he gave to Tarasya, like, eyesight
1: to see it. Isa, Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
6: And even then he was still so attached. <laughs> yeah.
4: Because
1: of the desire.
4: Yeah. He yes. was like, oh, well, maybe Krishna's God. I've heard
1: this from other... But still, Wow. Like, yeah. yeah. So, Krishna won't interfere with our desires. So, that's that's what's up to us. Okay, thank you very much.